Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg, 25th day of September. Thank you. For leaving us be a part of your Sunday morning, we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Covington. A wonderful Covington. Yeah, it is. Talked to Gabriel last yep, week. Yep, Gabriel Stovall back into the Covington News. And you have an open invitation, you and Gabriel, to the Mystic Grill. All right. They are waiting. Hey, she, she, Angie, my girl who runs the place, says have them call me when they're going to be in the area and they can't wait to take care of the both of you. Cool. There you go. We do that. All right. It is time for our uh, radio replay. Friday nights, 7 p.m. starts the uh, high school scoreboard show with Mr. Crenshaw and uh, Chris Parker. A signature feature from that show is School Days. Mr. Crenshaw, tell everybody about it and who's your guest this week. I uh, got it. My pe- a lot of people may know as playing for the Chicago White Sox and also playing the University of Georgia's uh, World Series team to play for the uh, in the uh, World Series final when he was there at Georgia. But before all that, uh, he's at Westminster School here in Atlanta, and he was an all-state quarterback, Gordon Beckham. You see him now on Valley Sports, uh, Braves Live. But we had an interesting conversation with him about his days playing on Friday nights. Gordon, you're on the High School Scoreboard Show with Sam and Chris. Welcome, man. Sam, thank you for having me. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about the, my, my glory days here. <laughs> do, do you see them that and how often does anybody actually talk with you about it or people actually know that you are all-state quarterback at Westminster well I, I tell people all the time I'd rather talk about high school football than big league baseball so um, you know any, any chance I get to uh, joke around with somebody that I actually used to play football and I was okay at it was uh, I take full like opportunity uh, with that, but uh, yeah, man, I it comes up every once in a while, and I always I'm always quick to uh, joke around with them and try to drop a little two time all state uh, every <laughs> once in a while, and they and they think I'm kidding. I'm like, no, I, seriously, I I I was somehow two time all state in football, and they're like, you're, you're kidding. I'm like, no, but I, I love I love talking football, man. Football's uh, in my opinion one of the greatest sports, if not the greatest. And uh, I had so much fun playing high school football, and, and a lot of great memories. Well, Gordon, what was the what moment stands out the most when you think about your time at Westminster playing football? Well, I, I would probably say, I mean, our, our senior year we were ten and zero. Um, we beat two teams. That ended up going to the uh, to the final four that year. Uh, we lost to one of those teams the second time we had played them at home, Cartersville, uh, when I was a senior. That was a you know it was a great season. We were we were. A really good team obviously we you know were probably one of the top teams in the state and just had a bad night um uh you know to lose to them the second time uh one of the favorite memories i have is my junior year we were playing up in gainesville um i wasn't playing quarterback at the time i was playing free safety and receiver and doing some running back and quarterback every once in a while 
and uh, it was snowing. Uh, I believe it was the second round of the playoffs, and we played up in Gainesville. They were the either the number one or two team in the state, and we went up there and, and, and beat them uh, in the snow, uh, which was pretty awesome. Uh, that was probably a highlight of mine, um, just to go up there and, and do something like that. And, uh, you know, I think we lost the next week uh, in Waco, and that was just a lot of fun to go down to the House of Pain and um, play a really, really good team down there. So, I mean, it, it's not just one moment. I think it's, you know, going out there and spending time with your best friends and high school, you know, buddies and, and, and be able to compete. And um, that was just a lot of fun for me. Folks are spending time here on the High School Scoreboard Show with Gordon Beckham. Of course, you can watch him, you know, weekly or nightly now uh, on uh, on Braves Live on Valley Sports with another guy that's pretty good high school football player, uh, Trevor Scales. Uh, Trevor Shields. Yeah, man. That was, 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 pretty, was pretty big. Do you guys there. talk about who was better, though? I mean, oh, I, I think it's pretty obvious that Trevor was better. I mean, we we, we watched the uh, yeah. we watched the high, uh, sorry the Harvard highlight film the other day, and really, uh, clearly, no, um, no, it's, yeah, it's clearly scales uh, by by a million. Um, but I haven't taken him in the the high school highlight tape, and I, I think I have to do that maybe next year or uh, in the postseason to to mess around with him and say that you know. I don't. I mean, I don't know if he was all state. I'm sure he probably was. But if I got more all states than him, I, don't worry. He will know about it at some point. So <laughs> y'all need to fill me in on that. Oh my goodness! Now I'll tell you who we haven't mentioned yet. We haven't mentioned Love It. Now talk. You you got to talk a little bit about those fine folks that are right down the block from Westminster. And I'm sure you face them in a lot of different, not just football, but baseball too. Um, but what are your memories? Yeah. What are your memories from playing against those guys? I mean. Love it was a obviously our rival and uh, you know private school kids going at it you know a lot of silver spoons on the field but at the same time it was uh, you know it was a lot of fun and, and a lot of a lot of good good friends on both sides honestly um, to this day and uh, I, I remember uh, I believe we only lost one time to Love it when I was there it was my sophomore year uh, we weren't very good I think we went three and seven that year not good at all um, but I think we beat them. Uh, my junior year and senior year I the the last my senior year it was the first game of the season and I remember thinking like you know I was so jacked up for it I got so jacked up I made a long run and then ended up going to the sideline and had to stay out a few plays because uh I uh dropped you know dropped a little uh weight on the sideline and uh <laughs> and I just I, I got really dehydrated for the rest of the game and wow. so I I'd go in for a play and start cramping up and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't get to play a lot, but we ended up winning that game. Um, and uh, I, always a really good rivalry, you know, between Westminster and Lovett. I mean, um, you know, it kind of takes me – I think a lot about my dad's, uh, you know, was a really good high school football player and played in South Carolina. And he always used to tell me when I was growing up, like, uh, Marist ended up when he was a senior. He was obviously one of the top recruits in the – in the country and when he was a senior the second time they played Marist actually and this is way back in the day so you know children hide your ears but they got uh some baby cats and a mama cat and hung the cats up on the mailbox of his house the morning of the game what um and so oh like I, I i bring that up as Yikes. like rivalries in 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 the city of buckhead and atlanta is uh it's 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 it's, it's pretty intense um <laughs> 
but I'll never forget that story from him. <laughs> oh my! Uh, uh, wow. I don't say back to that. I, know I was just going to give Garrett our, our our man behind the glass here. Garrett went to love it, so we were just giving him a hard time about Westminster beating him up when Gordon was there. But I'll uh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask this. Maris was they were they were meaner apparently. They, I didn't get any of that. Yeah, yeah, they must have been. Probably because they couldn't hunt down a lion, um, <laughs> more than likely. Gordon, I coached high school football for a long time as a head coach, and I loved it. But I have to ask you this question because so often, and especially now more than it used to be, there's great, great football players that don't play because they play baseball. You know, and we, the right. football coach, are begging them to play, and, and they don't play. Yeah. So what advice – would you have you played in the major leagues, which is all their goal? That's their goal. They want to play in the major leagues. You played high school football, so I'm trying to point this out as much as possible. <laughs> but what, what yeah. advice do you have for those guys that really are good athletes? They re, could excel at both, but maybe they're not sure if they should play or not. I, I, I would tell them uh, ten out of ten times to go play football. Um, you know, I mean, yes, there's there's a chance you're going to get injured, um, and there's there's always that that possibility, but at the end of the day, I was really good at baseball later on in life because I didn't focus on it until I got to – or I didn't focus solely on it until I got to college. And I think that what that did for me is I, it allowed me to get athletic and be athletic in a different sport. And it also allowed me to peak at the right time in college versus peak in high school. And, and you know, I mean, listen, I love baseball, but baseball is boring. I mean, anytime, anytime you can go out there and spend time with your buddies on a, on a Friday night and you have a huge buildup all week to going out there and, 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 you know, on Friday night lights and being able to compete, like I, I just, that was, that was real excitement. I mean, baseball players that have some interest in, in football, I would, I would tell them a hundred percent to do it because it's just an experience you won't ever have um, with baseball. Baseball is a, a grind. It's a long season and, um, you have to be, you know, you have to be even keeled in football. You can jack yourself up and, and get yourself psyched up to go play for, you know, 60 minutes of football and then, and, and, and just leave it all out there. So I, 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 I totally disagree with the notion that these days you have to specialize in high school. I think it's ridiculous. Um, if you're a great athlete in football, um, and baseball and you decide to play football, you're still going to be go to where you want to go um in your baseball career if you want to focus on that afterwards um you know i mean injuries aside i mean yeah you can get injured in football i knew that risk uh i had a you know basically a full ride to go to georgia um my senior year when i had already committed and i played every snap of that football season and had no worry at all about getting hurt because you know i i just was like i i would never give up um playing college I'm sorry high school football for college baseball I just that's that was always like you know I wanted to play I wanted to play football and I just think it's uh, it's too early Mm -hmm. from that point to say that you should specialize so any parent out there I would I would you know listen I know football has its risk but I would I would I would always say to play whatever sport they want for as long as they want because mainly you're going to get um, you're going to get burned out um, with baseball. I mean, it just I got I got relatively burned out with it, and I didn't play it all year. So yeah, and I I agree. And and the it goes the other way too. The really good football guys should play other sports too. I just think 
kids, they, they should play whatever they want to play. I mean, it's, it, it, and guys totally at the highest level. That. And, Austin and Riley played get, high school football. Yeah. Yep. Glenn yep. Beckham. Yep. Yeah. Let let them let them figure out other stuff too. I it makes you a better baseball player to be, you know, understand, you know, I mean, if you're if you're playing football at a high level or basketball at a high level, you're going to be a much better athlete than you are if you just played baseball. Um and so uh I I just would I always I always tell parents now, let them play whatever they want as long as they want because baseball is is a grind. And and so so few people make it to the big leagues. So much has to happen right for you to get to the big leagues. It has to be you have to be a high draft pick. You have to be um, or generally a high draft pick. They have to give you every opportunity. You have to have the right situation with the right organization and the right timing. And all that has to come you know come into play unless you are the elite of the elite. And so I would never give up on um, something else just to pursue a baseball career because it you know very few people actually make it yeah. hope you're spending time here with Gord Beckham great good great thoughts from him I got it over we haven't mentioned your coach give us something on coach Romberg over at West over oh at West man Houston. you know coach Romberg I I, I I wish I could give you um something some dirt on him but uh that there's none there um, literally first class uh guy love him to death and uh I he was probably you know, along with um, a few other coaches uh, at, at, you know, at Westminster, Chad Laney being one of them. Um, he was he was one of my kind of just really go-to inspirational guys that um, I wanted to play for. I mean, my grandfather couldn't stand – my grandfather who played at Georgia back in the 50s before he tore his knee up. He he couldn't stand Romberg because Romberg didn't start me at quarterback when I was a sophomore. <laughs> and I didn't care at all about that because I just, like, loved playing defensive back. And, and that was Romberg's, um, you know, kind of his specialty, what he handled on the defense. And uh, I would have run through a wall for him just because he, he was a special person, Got he motivated his kids. And I'm just so happy that he actually got a uh, a state championship later on because – I do think that the team that we have was very capable. Obviously, you know, we saw the people that we beat that were in the fight or semis that year. You know, it, it very easily could have been us there. Um, and you know, he just he just deserves that. He's he's a good coach. I know other people have tried to get him away from Westminster, and he just. I remember after my junior year. Um, you know, I don't know all the situation, but I, I think that Lovett was going to allow his children to go to Lovett and and wanted him at at Lovett and. What? Basically, you know, the the Whoa. players came in and 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 begged him to stay. Um, we begged him to stay, and uh, Westminster apparently did not want to give the same deal. Um, sadly, and he still stayed for the for us. And and you know, and I don't know if I was in the same situation um, if I would have been able to make that call. You know, because he loved us, but obviously, you love your children more. So that was a you know kind of a defining moment for me that he. He he, like stayed there when he didn't have to, um, and he had a, probably a better offer, um, honestly. So he, he's a special guy. Um, he's just class all the way, and um, hopefully he gets one or two more before he he retires. Yeah, folks, thirty-one we, years in a row. Yeah, at Westminster, Coach Romberg. That's, that's yeah. amazing. Thirty-one years in a row, Sam. That is something. Good. Hey, we out prepared everybody. I can promise you that. <laughs> um, those coaches were yeah. unbelievable. I mean, uh, a lot of times we weren't as athletic as a lot of the teams we were playing, but we just were so well coached mm -hmm. and, and we were pr relatively disciplined to where we, we, we won games because of that, how well we were coached and, and, and our discipline um, without, without 
Coach Romberg and his staff, a lot, a lot, we probably would have lost a lot of games. Wow, wow, Gordon, we appreciate you spending some time with us here, and we could go on and on because uh, these are tremendous stories that you're sharing with us. But we thank you for taking some time. We know you're busy. Well, again, it's exciting um, to uh, really. It is a different team in the sense that uh, we do have a lot of. Uh, uh, new faces, and we, we have a young group. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 25th day of September. That was Coach Nate talking about, well, the fresh. Listen, it's like everybody gets the, uh, you know, hit the reset button. Yeah. This time of year, you talk about right. it. You got a fresh, brand new team. Got some, you know, some new players supposed to make some noise. Everything is is smelling like roses right now. Yeah. You guys got to see it up close. And when I say you guys, I don't mean you and Eric. I mean you and our next guest. And I appreciate you just putting him on the phone. I put him on the me. phone with you. You didn't tell me. I hate when people do that here. Talk to so-and-so. And then you like, I'm going to, I'm going to, because you don't know if you want to talk to that person. Yeah, I, I knew I knew you I, I knew you wanted. <laughs> well, to talk him, to yeah, but you got lucky on that. You might I, hand the phone to me and no, you know have somebody I, on there, I, I or I might want, do it to you. I wouldn't do that to you. I knew you wanted to talk to him because I hang with some folks that you don't like. You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I put them on the phone, and you might have something to say. Uh, anyway, welcoming our guest here. You guys were hanging out this past week. I couldn't be happier to bring him on and find out what I missed. Terrell Thomas, these urban times. Uh, this is the beginning of weekly conversations with this man as we get ready for basketball season. But uh, first of all, how was your summer, and how's the family, and have you sold any commercial real estate in the last little bit? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, things are well. As you mentioned, it's a great time of year with our Hawks getting back in motion. The family is fine. Uh, and no, I have not yet, but we are in the process of getting that rolling. So I should have some good news on that. And some... <laughs> all right. There you go. Hey, where, can, where can people contact you to uh, sell a commercial real estate? Oh, yes, indeed. Thank you very much. They can contact me. They can email me at TerrellThomas at KW.com. There you go. There All we right. go. There we go. So tell me what I missed. Where were you guys at this past week having to do with the Hawks? Well, uh, it was actually great to see the Hawks did something slightly different this year. We weren't at Emory. Uh, we weren't at State Farm. We were kind of, I guess I'll say, on the border of Midtown and West Midtown uh, at a facility where the Hawks do a lot of their their in-season, in-arena uh, films and things. So they just decided to do everything there. Um, so it was a nice setup. We saw uh, ESPN there, NBA TV there. Of course, 92.9 The Game was there. Mike Conti was there in a, in, in a room. Uh, and players were just walking around, speaking with the media. They were taking different photos. They had uh, photo opportunities. And, again, uh, creating some of the magic in which we see in the arena. Uh, and that allowed us a good amount of time to speak with the GM, to speak with Coach Nate, and to speak with some of the players to just get into their minds and find out what exactly they're looking forward to with training camp and what exactly they'll be looking forward to as the season ramps up. Yep, and that was a, a treat to see that. And good to see you always, Terrell, when you're at, at games or at an event like this. And we were really kind of in, in Greg's environment, you know, production Y'all house, were out there studio. where I was doing some stuff. I've, I've yeah. done – I can't tell yes, you how indeed. many productions out there. Yeah, so to be to be in that environment, in that place, did give it a different type feel, folks. Uh, we spent some time with Terrell Thomas uh, this morning. And he is social, as we always say. Uh, you no, wanna, we don't say it. You say it. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> you can find him on Twitter. That's your at, signature, man. You can find him on Twitter at Eldorado2452 at 2452. What were you looking most forward to seeing Friday? I mean, of all of new players, 
Um, uh, what was it that you were are, – are the old players back together or seeing guys healthy? Uh, what were you looking forward to seeing most? It was a combination of two things you just mentioned. I was looking to see guys healthy. Um, I was excited to hear that DeAndre Hunter is healthy. Uh, I have a lot of faith in that young man. I, I really believe that he has an all-star – he's an all-star talent just waiting to break out. And I think with the arrival of Murray and with his health, because uh, he, he did mention, uh, and speaking on Hunter, that he has had some freak injuries, of breaking his wrist last year and things of that nature. Um, so I'm, I, was, I was looking forward to seeing how he was. And then I, I also wanted to hear from Coach Nate, with him having so many new pieces – um, with there being, you know, so many rumors out Coach Nate and Trey Young don't get along. I'm glad they were able to, you know, clear the air on that and really get the true story out there. But I was, I was, I really wanted to see what Coach Nate or hear what Coach Nate's philosophy may be, if he had any idea on on how he would run the rotations, um, and, and what he wanted to see from his new guys. Uh, and I and I feel like he did uh, answer those questions, and, and Trey Young did the same as far as answering or clearing the air on a relationship between him and Coach McMillan. So those were two things, uh, Trey and Coach McMillan's relationship, how Coach McMillan plans on utilizing these guys, and then health. And it seems like we're in a, we're in a good boat for all three of those things. Uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com on this Sunday morning. I want you to um, expand on that because I was going to ask you about that. The relationship When people wake up and they get into the NBA page and, and some of these uh, sites are going to see that um, – Communication between Trey Young and Coach Nate McMillan. And there's a story there in the national media and the national NBA fans may not know about this, and some people here locally may not know. Coach Nate jumped on a flight, went out to Oklahoma City to meet with Trey to, to work on this. So can you give us a backstory for those who don't know or what is the communication that needed to be improved between these two? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you for that. So, uh, it, you know, it goes on, honestly, even to Coach Lloyd Pierce. A lot of people – and uh, a lot of Hawks fans, I'll say, believe that Coach Pierce and Trey Young didn't have the best relationship on the court. Uh, and at times you did see that, that their communication had some issues, and, of course, that relationship came to an end. Uh, bringing in Coach McMillan was more so based upon as a guy who played the point guard position, a gentleman who played in the NBA, who, who, who knows the game, uh, and may see the game slightly different than Coach Pierce did, not, taking nothing away uh, from Coach Pierce's coaching, but just someone who could speak to, tri- to Trey Young in a different way. Um, now, for whatever reason, when during Coach McMillan's first tenure as, as the interim coach, our Hawks were rolling, of course. Uh, last season just seemed to be, I don't want to say they were flat, but it was not the same intensity, or maybe the message wasn't being received the same way it was when Coach McMillan took over the interim seat. Uh, so with our Hawks going to the Eastern Conference Finals in his first year as the interim coach and then last year being in the play-in, Coach McMillan spoke on he wanted his guys to have an identity and he wanted his guys to, to know who they are. He wanted them to know who they are so they could tell us, you know, Hawks fans, Hawks, who they are. And Coach McMillan realized the only way to do that uh, was to speak with the leader of the team, that being Trey Young, of course, and for them to make sure that all their ducks were in a row that there was no bad communication on their end. And if there was, uh, they wanted to try to find a resolution on how they could be one on the court. Um, and they were able to do that. They, as you mentioned, Coach McMillan said that he, he called Trey Young and asked him, hey, man, I really would like to talk to you about some things in which we both can grow upon. Uh, when would you be available? And Trey Young said, I'm here. I'm in Oklahoma. Uh, Coach McMillan said he packed his sneakers up because uh, he wanted to show Trey Young a few, a few things on the court, some of his ideas. And the next day he was in Oklahoma City. And that, 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 that to me shows me why – or I, gives me belief that our Hawks are definitely going to be a playoff team. <laughs> it, it just showed me that 
uh, when, when your two leaders are the two most important people, because as you mentioned, for those who may not know basketball that well, your point guard is pretty much the coach, the coach, excuse me, on the court. Uh, so if their communication isn't, they need to know what each other's thinking, even when they're not when they're not looking at each other. They need to have that type of connection. Uh, so being as though they're forming that connection, oh man, I think Trey Young's going to be a dangerous player this year. <sighs> Sam, and I want to bring you in on this. I'm I'm yep. just kind of asking the two of you this because we see this, and I don't care what business it is. We're talking sports. Excuse me, but it happens in all businesses where you have that established person, or in this case, a coach who played that same position right. as the star on the team, and that coach tries to make that star play the way or similar ways that he played. Not always across the board, and Nate doesn't seem to be doing that. Whatever the relationship was last year in their first full season together, and you had two point guards talking shop, and one who's getting it done now versus the one who did it yesterday – I, you know that hangs over you, right? You've been—I mean, it happens in television, yeah, happens here yeah. in this business. It's—it's—it's it's, it's great to see that Nate put his ego and whatever else in his back pocket and looked at the big picture. But the other part of this, and and and, and this is also, you know, for Terrell, the fact that you you're going to call on Trey, who's had the ball in his hand all all the yep. time now, to get off mm-hmm. the ball. You know, John mm-hmm. Murray's going to be handling the ball some too. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to, you know, and I'm sure that's part of the conversation, too. You're not going to have the ball in your hands all the time. You know, you're going to do do things off the ball. It's going to open you up for more opportunities to do some different things and raise the level of what this team can do offensively with two guys that are great passers out there on the floor at the same time. And there's a blueprint for that conversation that you just articulated. There's a blueprint out there, and it was it was put together by Phil Jackson. When he got his job, he had to take Doug Collins out of Michael Jordan's head and said, yep. "Listen, we're going to bring yep. the we're going to bring the we're going to bring the wish uh, what, what the wishbone we're going to bring the triangle offense in here, and this will help you do more things, and it will help our team. You got to quit worrying about scoring titles, and and so that presented to a player like Trey by his coach, and it's already been proven." An all-time great, put his ego in his game a little bit back in the back pocket, and we saw the results. And I'm saying maybe that's what Coach Nate did. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on that one, uh, Terrell? Yeah, as Sam just mentioned, like Coach, he definitely he took that approach, as you mentioned, of, of, of getting the prior ghost, I'll just say, out of his head. But just that, he, he took his sneakers up there so he could show Trey Young. Like, these are some of the sets in which I believe we can run with you being an off-ball player. Yeah. Here are some of the things in which we could do. He actually, you know, showed him those things, gave him that, vis- that visual presentation so he could understand. Uh, and we also learned about Trey Young, and Coach McMillan said that he learned, Trey Young has not played point guard his entire life. He didn't actually start playing point guard until he was eight years old. So he said he does have a lot of experience, of course, in his younger basketball days, mind you but playing off of the ball. Um, so that, that was refreshing to hear as well, but him saying that over the years he, he's grown as a point guard because that's not where he initially started off. He, he even shared with us that he's still learning as a point guard, which, you know, any great guard will let you know learning never ceases. Um, so that was great to see that he, he, he has admitted that he's still learning as well. But, yes, Trey will be off the ball a lot this season, and that was one of the things that Coach McMillan wanted to cover with Trey and make sure he had a clear understanding and would be comfortable with before training camp even began. Terrell, these guys got a long plane flight coming up uh, to play yeah, some games. What, what, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, some things they should expect to take away from this experience um, because they got to do some team bonding as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they'll, they'll need to bring it back an old trick. I remember uh, when, when Baysmore and Jeff Teague were here, you know, the, the Uno uh, competitions that would take place on the plane and things yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, it's about a 16-hour flight over there. As they'll be going overseas uh, internationally to play, of course, for the preseason against the Milwaukee Bucks. In uh, Abu 16- Dhabi. Got to let everybody know where Abu we're going. Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. They'll be out there uh, for a while, for about 10 days or so. Um, so they'll have a great bonding experience. And I actually think, although it sucks out there for Hawks fans who may not get the opportunity to see their guys in State Farm Arena before opening night, but from a team perspective, with there being so many new pieces on the team, with there being a few new coaches on Coach McMillan's staff, I think it'll be phenomenal for them to actually have that bonding experience, that team experience. And then when they get on the court, they're going up against a championship franchise in the Milwaukee Bucks. So they'll also have an opportunity to see that firsthand, to you know, speak with some of the players on, on, on the opposing team, to kind of dig into them. I, I think this will be an amazing trip for our Hawks. I hope it's a beneficial trip for them growth-wise, and I think it'll be a great way to catapult them, again, with their relationships with so many new pieces being on that roster as we go through preseason and the regular season. Who you, what, what you bringing with you, though? You fly over to Abu Dhabi. You ain't going to get no good pizza or Chinese food. So what, what, are you putting on, what are you putting on the plane for the players? You putting some, you, you putting some crisp, uh, uh, Krispy Kremes on there? I'm talking to Sam too. Oh. What else? What, what else you bringing food wise? Oh, public wings. Maybe some public. <laughs> no, but maybe some some stuff that can survive though. Something yeah. in, something in a can. Yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah, they got some want, chefs that gonna travel with them and do I some guess, cooking. But I go, yeah, you, you got to bring so. some home food though. You know, you know Waffle House, some burgers. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, listen, Terrell. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you as always. And again, this is just the first of many many visits. As we talk to him on. What is, are you ready for this? Birthday number 57 for Scottie Pippen. Whoa. Talking to Bulls a minute ago. Scottie Pippen, 57 years old today as we sit here. And, t- and 46 years old today, big shot Chauncey Billups. Okay. okay. A lot of people celebrating a birthday today, man. There's a lot of those two from the NBA world, Scottie and Chauncey. Anyway, man, enjoy the rest of your day. Terrell, we'll talk to you in Brian maybe next week. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great week. All right. All right and get care. to that commercial uh, real estate there. Uh, We're not done with our guest. The lovely Larisha Harris will be joining us next. Kind of like family, really, but she is with the ACC Network, and she's coming up next here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Baby, do that conga. I know you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby. Do that conga. I know you can't control yourself any longer. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. 25th day of September. Just running by here. And and no, it wasn't my birthday last week. You reached out to me. It was the anniversary. Anniversary, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. The anniversary that got my song hijacked September. But anyway, that's not why you called. Let's bring our guest out here. Why like not? two weeks in a row. Yeah. We living right. It's like we're living right, and we got this. Is like family. When, when, when you live right, you, you you get stuff like this happens to Man. you. Man, living right. The only thing missing is the, is the babies. Yeah. See, yep. that's what she's gonna do when she comes sees us, and she got twins too. So we both gonna be holding the kid. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you hold one, you hold one. you hold one, so, I, so Mama can take a break. <laughs> Larissa Harris, ACC Network, joining Sam and Greg here this morning. Good morning, my dear. Have you had your coffee down there in uh, South Beach? <laughs> Good morning. I am making it as we speak. 
Um, my hotel has a Nespresso coffee and tea maker, and so I have been utilizing it, and I love it. <laughs> Here's Sam. You should see Sam. He's doing his Mrs. Drysdale or some kind of rich person thing there. Go ahead. Uh, no, great, great. We, we, you know, we're so happy to have this lady on. Yeah, we are. We, we're fantastic, and all like I said, we're always so so proud of her, and uh, we're great to have Larisha with us. Larisha, first of all, you were there yesterday um, for the Miami game. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, because Middle Tennessee State comes down there and spoils the party. What was first of all? What was the vibe like in that building? Whew. Man, well, let me tell you from the beginning it was absolutely bananas the very first moment Miami stepped on the field first play they you know try to make it's an interception and middle Tennessee gets the ball back it's like what like what is happening and then it happens again Wow! and then again for a third time so it was it was absolutely crazy like the fans they were not happy uh with Tyler Van Dyke at all and I do think some of that played into uh, the, the media frenzy that he sort of caused a little bit because um, he, he went on a podcast and he, you know, made this statement like, oh, I don't – I prefer to play in away games. But when I talked to him, he made it clear that he wasn't throwing shade or anything like that at Miami. He loves Miami. He believes, you know, the orange and green, and he, he loves playing at Hard Rock. His whole point that he felt like was misconstrued was that he loves to play away games because he likes to quiet and hostile environment. And so that was his aim to do that against Texas A&M, but it didn't happen. And so I think that might be why some of the fans were a little upset with him as well as mm-hmm. they were along with rather they were upset with him because he wasn't very accurate. He, he was missing his targets. He, it, it was not clicking. It was not flowing offensively. At all. I mean, they didn't score. They didn't find the end zone until the end of the second quarter, right? Right, right before halftime. And so, yeah, the fan, the fans were not happy about it at all. Because, I mean, if you look at it, Middle Tennessee came in with effort and came in with heart. Like, they were coming. And they weren't stopping. And even when I talked to head coach uh, Rick Stockstill, you know, after halftime, he told me his exact words were, we ain't scared and we're not going to play scared. So you got a team that's coming in with all this energy, this momentum behind it, and they keep that momentum going even in the second half. Like, yes, Miami made a switch at quarterback, and when they made that switch, y'all, the fans went crazy. Like, Ooh. you heard the chants, like you, the energy just erupted. But not only that, when when the guy got in, they scored. Right. So right. I mean yeah. the fans were the fans backed them. So it was it's a lot of questions now that Mario Cristobal is gonna have to answer, you know, who's gonna be your starting quarterback, right? Did Van Dyke lose his spot? Is Jake gonna t- take over? Or, you know, will we see Van Dyke start again? Not only that, like your running back core, right? Running the ball was the way Miami uh kind of really handled things. They're down two running backs, two of your top running backs, right? I mean, even the whole running back core is amazing. But a guy like Henry Parrish, who carried the load a lot, 
Then you had another guy, Jalen Knighton, who you were really looking forward to getting back in the groove of things, got back in the groove of things, but then he got banged up too. So now you're down two. That leaves you with your big change of pace back, Thaddeus, and one other. So it's, it's a lot of questions that they're going to have to answer. You're already – your receiving core is already down. You're missing your main guy, Xavier Restrepo. It's so – it's a lot to have to figure out offensively. Sports Radio 929 Game, 929thegame.com. Welcome to the Larisha Harris podcast. Um, with <laughs> interviewing Sam and Greg here this morning. <laughs> he just that was great. He's going about stuff. Uh yeah, you're right. 24 to 10. These guys went into halftime against Middle Tennessee. They got the check. They yeah. went down there, got scared. Can you just briefly give us your thoughts on something Sam and I have been talking about the last couple of weeks when we have noticed these upsets that have happened? And you can say what you will about the transfer portal, but it is a byproduct, at, at least, of what we're seeing with some of these teams and the way they're going into the, these big houses and against these big programs and getting a W. It, take it, taking the win and the check back home with them. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Right. I do think the transfer, the transfer portal has been good to some teams and to others it hasn't affected them, right? Like some teams, they still have the guys that have been rocking with them for the, you know, for the long haul. And so that chemistry is there, that hard work, that understanding is there. Whereas you have other teams, they do have some of those, those missing pieces that they might've needed have come in because of the transfer portal. So I think there are both benefits to it. Um, Again, every school is different, but I I think the transfer portal, transfer portal has uh, definitely had it had its perks for a lot of teams and that's why we might be seeing a lot of these upsets (laughs) (laughs) you also got some guys that have been playing a long time too like you said guys stay together you got some fifth and sixth year players on some of these teams along with some talent from the transfer portal and and the result is what you get, folks. We're spending time in the waitforit.com hotline with Larisha Harris with the ACC Network. She is social. Uh-oh. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at Larisha underscore H, at Larisha underscore H. And if you go to her Twitter feed, you see a beautiful picture of her young folk uh, there. Her, her, her heart beats that she's going to come <laughs> home to a little later on the day. Her heart beats. Well, they are. They yeah, are. Better watch you. Uh, they but, are my heartbeat. Yeah, oh. without a doubt. Without we still a doubt. laugh about you talking about your husband in your head. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, the, with these heartbeats. Well, you know, that's, that's no longer there. Uh, well, we still remember. He's yeah. in town. I, I always <laughs> say hello to him for you when when I see him. You see, 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 Greg over <laughs> trying to start stuff. Uh, talk about the ACC and the fact that the teams that are still undefeated in this yep. conference yep. now. Um, Clemson really had a push with Wake Forest, and people thought Wake Forest was going to give them a hard time. And Florida State just keeps rolling along. NC State still unbeaten, too. But we talked about the importance of Florida State playing more like Florida State, and they're continuing to do that. And maybe it's kind of flying below the radar. Is that a good thing for them? Uh, I, I think it. I think it is a good thing um, because it keeps – well, I mean, even though people are going to be watching Florida State, but it, it just kind of keeps them at this this level where people aren't necessarily putting them back on this high, high pedestal of where they once were because of how dominant the program used to be. I think people are still understanding, okay, they're they're building, so we're still going to give it time to build, even though right now that they, they are. They are on the good foot, right? So I think it, it's good where 
Florida State is um, that Wake Forest and Clemson game. Whew, yeah, man. yeah. Um, it was crazy. Were you expecting uh, I mean, that? I were, you, to, were you expecting that? I was not expecting it to go into overtime like it did. I was expecting a good game, but that much excitement, I don't think I, I don't think I saw that one coming. Um, but for Clemson to pull it out, man, it's like shucks. Like, I mean, you want you want you know to see Sam Hartman get that victory over Clemson because it's something you know that he that he's been kind of like pushing for for a while, right? But I think they played hard, and I think it you still credit Wake Forest for what they were able to do because they really did play some good football. Yeah, I ain't heard none of y'all talk about NC State. Yep. I ain't heard nobody talk about NC State. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 they're undefeated ACC teams. Undefeated. And, 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 and Syracuse. I'm saying. And Syracuse is undefeated you know, as you well. Know. Oh, yeah. You know, so and everybody talking about this. Syracuse is playing some good ball. Yeah. They are. They are. They're Larissa, playing some good ball. While we got a couple of more minutes with you, I got to let you talk some HBCUs because you do that. It's near to, near to your heart. And your alma mater got a nice win over Grambling yesterday. Oh, praise God. That's what we're going to say, okay? Praise <laughs> God that that happened because I was a little concerned about my alma mater. Y'all got to tell there, who your alma mater but, is for the audience. Oh, Bethune-Cookman. Okay, thank you. Bethune-Cookman University. Okay. Bethune-Cookman University, that's my alma mater. And we scored 16 fourth-quarter points to win the first game of the season and hold Grambling scoreless in the second half. All I could do is just thank God because we got our first win. Oh, so I'm happy about that. You sound like you're not expecting much from the alma mater this year. Which, I mean, I mean, oh, you know what? When you were there, they were in the MEAC. They're in the SWAC. And right now the SWAC is really, really tough. Uh, that conference yes. has held everybody together. Nobody has jumped ship. They've added where a lot of other conferences are dealing with teams leaving and moving around with uh-huh. this changing landscape. The SWAC has been able to keep everybody on board and add Bethune-Cookman in Florida and them, which I think is pretty impressive. I think so as well. And it's not that I'm not expecting much from them, but I'm just being honest. We we didn't play good football, you know, the first couple of games. And, you know, we lost. So now to see this, to see them get a victory, that's what makes me happy because I'm like, okay, this could be a change. This could be a shift for us. And really keep keep that going because that, that that win was needed for the guys. So that's that's why I say it like that because I'm like, okay, yes, they needed this. So now we can get rocking. We'll see because y'all got that game in Jacksonville with them folks from Jackson State. Oh, I know it. Uh, we got to ask. It. We got to watch out for two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I can't remember if it's happening or it already happened. But did the one year celebration happen with the Twins yet? No, not yet. So oh. their birthday is October twelfth. Okay, um, it's That's coming right. up, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, um, but we're ce- we're celebrating on the sixteenth. So why is that? Yeah, is it like President's Day or something? No, it's it's the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're also being they're also being christened that day. Okay, so we we're just doing everything all in one day. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Fantastic, fantastic. We miss you. Yeah. We love you, and you are doing. And we can say that to you on the air publicly because we yeah. do with both yeah. of those. But yeah. um, and proud of you. But uh, we're going to be tapping back into your ACC knowledge here. So keep your phone on. Yes, Moving sir. Forward. I miss and love y'all too. Thank you. <laughs> That's Larissa Harris, ACC Network, joining us here. Getting into the eight o'clock hour. 
Going to talk more Braves with Corey McCartney. Got a Falcons talk next and some NFL. And I have got a story for y'all. Well, not a story, but I'm going to tell you about how we're going to get Mr. Crenshaw and even Eric into some movies here because there has been an addition to this show. And we're going to talk about that. And the money flying through the air. We're casting call. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 